Welcome back to CA Power Players Podcast every single Tuesday, live at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. Today, I got a special guest all the way from San Antonio, Texas, with the Medicare space, Victoria Cabrera. Victoria, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning, everybody, and, and I appreciate you having me and taking the time. Yes, I love it. Dylan and I were just commenting, by the way. This is, I'm telling you guys, you're, you're tuning in. This is going to be an impressive, incredible episode. Dylan and I were just talking about the fact that uh, Victoria is one of the few that have jumped on the podcast and have like perfect lighting, a great <laughs> mic. Like you could tell that 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 you do some content. Um, for those that are watching, obviously they like content. Yeah, I'd love for you to start out by sharing what kind of content you're doing that they could plug in to keep learning from you. Yeah, so right now we put mostly content based to the the consumer. You know, when I first started in the industry, specifically Medicare and insurance. When I would go on YouTube and things like that, I'd look to say yep. how to sell insurance or what is a deductible, you know, back then. And so we basically focus more on the consumer. But what I've noticed is that agents actually go look at that that content. Correct. So we we primarily focus on that, um, just providing education to the um, to the senior community regarding Medicare and starting to put more content more around agents and you know kind of like sales and motivation and things like that. So we're just, yes. we're always evolving. <laughs> yeah, no Important. doubt about it. I can, and what you're doing has came a long way. I, I remember um, when we first met, you had all, you know, tons of ideas and you're really, you're, you're really someone that also executes. Like that's something that a lot of people don't do well enough is everybody has ideas, but none of the people really execute their ideas and you're clearly doing that really well. Um, yeah, I did want to mention too, that uh, like when it comes to the content piece, you're doing it, you're doing it really right and well, because most people don't realize like with our content, it's consumers don't really find it. Right. Mm -hmm. But with yours, when you're putting stuff out to consumers, I think that's also a huge value add because you're right. It attracts consumers, but agents also learn from it. So I think, I think more of a consumer brand actually tends to attract both, which is really cool. Yes, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. That's what I've noticed. And when, I mean, starting in the Medicare, when I did, um, coming to the industry, there was not a lot of insurance focused stuff about being an agent and things like that. So yep. my education came around looking at other people that were actually putting consumer content out there. So that was yeah. just in addition to what other trainings I was, you know, I was doing in, in the Medicare field. So it yes. helps a lot. If, you, if you're watching, you definitely need to get on, get on the train here. <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of cool people to learn from in that space. I'd love for those that don't know Victoria Cabrera, I'd love for you to share your story um, how long you been in the industry, what you got going on, what you succeeded at, what you failed at, you know, whatever you want to share. Yeah. So I started, um, started working full-time at a very young age, 16. I started off selling stuff over the phone, call center. Um, that wow. was always my bread and butter, worked full-time, went to school full-time, high school. I was still in high school. <laughs> I kind of gave up softball because I was really good at softball. But I was like, man, I really want to work because I had big goals and my goal um, out of high school was I want to own a Mercedes in five years. Like that was my main goal. So Whoa. I was like, I can't do that doing softball. I'm not that good. <laughs> I was did, good enough, but I'm not that good. Did, did you um, get one in five years? Actually? Yeah. I mean, it's not the one I wanted, but yes, I did. I have a picture. I got to find that. I'll post it. I'll post it somewhere. That's but cool. um, yes, I did. And actually it happened earlier than that. I think it was in like four years. <laughs> so wow. um 16 did that. I, I was, I come from a, uh, I'm the second oldest of six kids. So we were a very busy mm. household. Um, always kind of took charge with the, my younger brothers and sisters. So, um, I grew up really, really quick. In other words, yes. I, I think when I was 18, I moved to San Antonio and I was like, 
I, I left in my Mercedes, <laughs> my little 1990 Mercedes. It was, it was a, I think it was like a 190. I can't remember what kind of Mercedes it was. Um, hundred dollars moved to San Antonio. Wow. I went in back into telemarketing call center, selling stuff over the phone. I think I was selling like, I won't say the name, but it was some big, you know, phone service, cable, things like that, or whatever was available at that time. Um, yes. And I just didn't think about it. I just moved here. And I was always like looking for that, that, okay, now I'm making this much. How can I make this much? So I was really never like settled. You know, I was like, I got to get to the next one. Okay. Now the next one. And now the next one. So in 2005, that's when I kind of got into insurance because one of the big, um, one of the big um, uh, insurance carriers, uh, they were looking for licensed agents to sell over the phone. And I was like, well, Hey, let me, let me give this a try. Was really scary because I quit my other job to get my license, and if you don't pass, you don't have a job. <laughs> so that yeah. really put some fire under my, you know what? Uh, so yeah, in 2005, that's when I started my insurance career. Was always selling over the phone, so I, I'm very comfortable on the phone. You know that that's kind of where my my um, my my comfortable zone was. Um, from that, again, I, I got into working for kind of like an LOA model for a broker selling PNC home and auto. Uh, mm. No offense to you, PNC agents. I have a lot of, I have a lot of uh, uh, admiration for you. You have a lot of patience. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I said, throw me into something else. <laughs> and then that's when I started selling uh, lawyer professional liability over the phone. I was much more comfortable talking to a New York State bar attorney uh, selling their malpractice insurance versus, you know, the consumer selling home and auto. <laughs> wow. So I, I grew a tough skin pretty quick because if if you ever talk to people in New York, especially Manhattan and, and those areas, um, they're really quick. So if I talk really fast, I probably got a lot of habits from when okay. I worked in that place for over eight years. Uh, all over the phone, you know, you know those Cisco phones that you, you you guys probably still have them, but I was just dialing, you know, we dial like 70 an hour. And it's funny, Cody, because I was wow. doing the math the other day because I'm training some agents on appointment setting and things like that. And I think I did the math and I was being very conservative. Like, let's pretend I took 100 days off and let's pretend I only made this much. I think I've mm. made over 1.9 million dials over the phone. I was doing the math. So, I was like, yeah, since, since, you know, since I've been working my whole life, you know, that's that's just been kind of kind of the thing. I think this finger sore because I was doo -doo. <laughs> back then we didn't have these awesome CRMs that we do, you know. Yes. So that's kind of where I started. And. And I wasn't really happy there. Um, I learned a lot. I will I will not say that I did. I was very grateful because if I was at that time going straight independent, I would have failed really fast. Just I, I didn't have the the knowledge, that tenacity that I've built out built out now. But um, so yes. yeah, I, I want to say out there to people that are listening, because I know we're talking to specifically people that are probably agents looking to, to grow. Um, yeah. It's OK to start off in that model. I did. I was there for eight years. You know, and and wow. and then in in 2015, that's when I finally jumped um, jumped into being independent. And I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I started off with three different uplines. I didn't know what an upline was. I didn't know what an FMO was. I didn't know what assignment com of commissions were. I didn't know any of that. I was just like, I need to sell something. I need to need to pay my mortgage and my car payment so I don't lose my car and my home. <laughs> so that yes. was my that was my thing. So I got to selling really really quick. So. You know, now fast forward, now we're here. So yes, start yeah. from the bottom. Now we're here. I love that. Started from the bottom. Now we're here. <laughs> That's right. Um, one of the things you mentioned 
was how you had a goal to own a Mercedes within five years, right? Uh, right out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, how important are goals and how do you continue to implement those in your business today? So I'm really weird. So I know you're big on writing down the goals. I, I do that too. Um, I, I'm very big on writing down goals. I might not write them as often, sure. but I have a really weird mind. I'm thinking about it every single minute of the day when I'm driving. Yes. My wife will say, what are you like? Are you listening to me? And I'm like, I'm sorry, because I'm already thinking about, OK, I, I, I got to go here and then this is what I'm going to do. And it's like if you were to see yeah. my brain, it's just like <laughs> now I got one of these that, that you know, you got. That remarkable. Oh, I love the remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, okay, this year I really got to get, um, get stuff written down, but my whole life I've always done good. Cause I've always just kept it in my mind, um, visually. Right. And I'm, I'm just a visual type of person. So I could see it every single day, like yeah. me driving it, what I'm listening to the car. Do I have an AC? You know, it's very important about your goals is when you're writing down your goals, you do have to be very specific. Because the universe or God or whatever you believe in is very weird. <laughs> You'll get a goal, but it'll tell it'll give you exactly what you're asking for. Mm. So you got to be really specific. Do you want that AC to have Good. car? I mean, I mean, do you want the, the car to have AC? And mine didn't have AC. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so wow. that say you got to be specific about your goals. You know, so you got the Mercedes, but you didn't say you didn't you didn't you didn't say you wanted AC. Exactly, you know? exactly. So you know, you just have to be specific. So yeah. People are really big about writing goals and I'm all for it. You need, you need to have a target, right? But you have to also like break down like very minimal, like, okay, what does it look like to me? What color is it? Um, you know, just be very, very specific. So you might have a goal to hit a hundred thousand dollars, but what does that look like to you? Is it, yes. do you get it once a year? Or do you get every month? You know, do you get paid in a W2? Do you get paid in 1099? So you do have to be very specific in that, in that goal setting, but I am a a big believer. I'm just more visual about it. I see it every day in my brain and, and it's there. So, so if you ever meet me in person and I kind of drift off, it's not because I really don't want to listen. It's because I'm just, I'm, I'm just always on a thousand miles an hour. (laughs) Yes. I can relate to that so much. We'll be sitting in the car all the time. It's funny. You said that and Lauren will look over and be like, where are you right now? I'm like, uh, what do you mean? She's like, well, you're not present here. That's for sure. I'm like, I'm yeah. thinking about 4,000 things right now, you know? So that's yeah. so I, I'm curious if you guys are like that, I would love to see in comments. I would love to hear about how you're also a little like you see 4,000 squirrels a day, like Victoria and I do, you know, like yeah. you're just always moving and thinking. Um, also, I, I liked that. Uh, I thought it was pretty unique. You started on the phone instead of the field, mm-hmm. which is backwards for most. Yeah. How do you feel like that has impacted your career starting on the phone instead of in the field? So when I started in there, I didn't, I didn't tell anybody, but I had took a real quick one year break and went to work for a big bank. And, and in that, I kind of got that face to face. I was a personal banker for a little bit. Didn't, didn't really care for it. I didn't even know how to manage my money, trying to handle other people's (laughs) money at that time was just like, I, I, I can't, I can't sell something I don't believe in. Right. I, it was just one of those things I had a big, like now going back to insurance, I always had insurance when, since I was young. So I believed in having that. So I could sell that. Um, but I think that helped me kind of get face to face with the person, but, but being able to sell over the phone, um, when I started in Medicare, it was always told that you couldn't, and it could have been, I was not aligned with the right people. And so Mm. at that time, when I started in 15, it was actually October 17th of 2015 is when I actually started. 
And they were like, well, you can't do it over the phone. It's all in person. You have to do retail. You have to do this. And I'm like, really? That sucks. Because yeah. I'm really good at over the phone stuff, you know? And over time, I I'd always been told this. And it wasn't until COVID hit that it's like, no, you can, you know, technology is rolling out faster. You can do this over the phone. I started following specific people on YouTube. I found a few people. I, I started going through their trainings and I'm like, well, you can do this over the phone. What the heck, man? I've been yeah. gypped <laughs> these last four years I've been selling, you know? Wow. Um, so now um, from in COVID, I decided, you know what, just in case I know things are going to get better, but just in case mm -hmm. I want to have a balance, I want to be able to sell in the field but sell over the phone too. And yes. I, I told my spouse, I was like, look, I'm going to do something really risky and you're not going to like it because <laughs> I'm, I'm a risk taker. I'm yes. going to go ahead and lock in a secure lease um, for our office space. I think it was like at the time, I mean, it's, you know, to secure an office space during COVID, it's 2000 square feet office space. It was in, in November of 2020 that I secured our office space. And my goal was to start creating a hybrid model of where the agents can come in and sell mm. over the phone if they need to, but they can still tap into selling in the field what they're good at. Yes. But again, just in case you have you have options, you know. Like I said before, I, I'm trying to take all the excuses out of the book. So if the senior centers get taken away from you, if the um, if your retails close, if um, if the customers don't want you in the home, well, guess what? You can come in and I have the computers. I have the Wi-Fi. All you got to do is bring your headset. Yeah. We'll plug you into our CRM. We'll plug you into the dialer. Like there's really no excuses that you should have. So that's kind of like my thing for 2022 is I'm making it like nearly impossible to make yeah. an excuse for the independent agent on why they're not selling something. That's good. Um, so I just feel very comfortable um, showing people how to do that on the phone just because I feel like yeah. those 1.8 million or 9 million dials that I've made. Um, it may, I might have a little bit experience like, okay, say this versus that, you know, or do this versus that. Correct. Um, now, one thing I will say is I, I'm a student of the game too. Like I never stop learning. So just because I have 22 years of calling sales calls, right. I don't see myself as an expert. Maybe some people might think I am, but I, yeah. I still go through all the trainings that, that everybody else does. I'm on every, I'm looking at your YouTube channels. I'm looking at the trainings. I'm studying yes. other people. And so I'm just a big believer in, you got to always be staying a student, right? I'm yeah. always learning. Um, but you also don't want to get stuck in training mode either. You want to go right. sell something, <laughs> no Make a phone call. pick up the phone. <laughs> yes. Yes. What, what, what's a big tip? I'm, I'm about to move to the team piece too, because you're doing a good job with culture yeah. and morale and team and stuff too. Um, mm -hmm. What's a tip that you could give to an agent out there struggling? Like, is there, is there a one thing that comes to mind when you think about helping an agent get to a better place? Pick up the phone, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's, that's the big thing is, well, having a plan, right? Like what's the real goal? Like, what's your goal? Yep. Is it to is it to go independent or is it just to make ninety thousand dollars a year, a hundred thousand dollars a year? Um, so you need to identify what it is that you really want, right? Like mm. I keep throwing this seven figure renewal income, but then I got to figure out why I want that. So if yep. you are a new agent, very basic, just figure out what it is that you want to do. Do you want to sell Medicare insurance? Do you want to sell life insurance? Yeah. Okay, great. Step one. Well, how are you going to get a sell? Well, you got to learn a little bit, right? So do a little bit of training. 
but the next step is picking up the phone and calling your leads, picking up the phone. Um, a lot of people don't know where to get yeah. leads, True. right? So you just have to pick up the phone. Like I remember I started with zero. Actually, I probably started in the red. Like, I don't like to say that, but I just wanted the reality of, I was trying to figure out how I'm going to pay my mortgage, not to sell my house. So that way I can make this work, but I was willing nice. to do whatever it took. Not everybody's going to want to do that, right? Yep. Like not everybody's going to put their situation where they, they have to go live with a, a family member to try to make it work. Luckily, I didn't have to do that because I picked up the phone. I started just, okay, well, let me read the script that this person gave me. Okay, cool. It kind of works. Maybe I'll tweak it. Yeah. But picking up the phone, just pick up the phone. You could pick up the phone and call a senior center. Hey, can I go sit in your senior center and have a table? Hey, doctor's office, can I, or do you have a referral partner? Are you working with the Medicare agents to service your patient panel? Hey, uh, Cody, um, <laughs> I need some training. Can you help me out? Like pick up the phone. The, yes. the, the phone is a thousand pounds to people. I don't, I don't get it. Like, I'm just trying to figure that out. But I think it's, um, I think it's just either it's laziness or fear of rejection. It can't yeah. be, or you don't have a phone. If you need a phone, let me know. I'll, I'll figure out a way to get you something, you know, but it's like, everybody has a phone, right? Correct. Everybody has the phone book or yellow pages or Google. Now pick up the phone. You yes. know, there's a but, but bunch of different strategies. I think, um, I know it sounds so basic, like pick up the phone, really, Victoria, but really, I bet you if somebody's watching, they're like, dang, I, I haven't picked up the phone. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of that right now. Yeah. Yeah. And what's the what's the problem? Like, what's like, why aren't you doing it? I, right. I don't know. That's we'll figure great. it out. If you need help, message me. I'm, I'm I can give you some words of encouragement. Cody will do that, too. But it's sure. just got to pick up the phone, you know, yes. but set a goal, like set your set what you want to do first. Cool. Yes. And then go pick up the phone. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, I did want to pivot to something too. You mentioned earlier, um, you said you had a hundred bucks um, back when you were first, you were moving, you were 18, you were, you know, et cetera. <clears throat> um, what, what, what was, what was occupying your mind back then? Like, what did you do um, to go from hundred bucks trying to succeed at business to the success that you have today? Um, well, it goes back to like how we were, you know, raised, we were, we were a eight person family in a 900 foot square home. So we didn't come from money, right? We wow. came from, we, um, my dad worked really hard. He was a, he was always kind of like a, like a solo, not a solo entrepreneur, but he did side jobs and things like that to support his family. My mom would stay at home. So we didn't have a lot of money, but no. what I did appreciate about that was the community around, because me and my brother and sisters are all, all about a year and a half apart. <laughs> so it was just like, we were super tight knit, um, like unit. Right. So I didn't mind the 900 square foot home, but I knew mm. that I didn't want to do that when I was older. <laughs> like mm. I wanted my own restroom. I wanted, I didn't want somebody like, hurry up. And you know, you only got, you only, you get a minute in the shower, you know, like I, I don't want that. So I, and I also saw that the the struggle that my mom faced and my dad faced with the stress and the anxiety and all the emotions. Yeah. And I just didn't want to carry that with me. So I made a promise to myself. I wish I wish I would have had that letter. They made you make you write a letter in high school. And I wrote all these goals and things down and they were supposed to send it to you. And I don't know where they sent it, but I wish I would have read that letter because I mm. bet you anything in that letter, it would have said some of the things that I'm doing today. Um, yeah. So I, I just don't ever want to be there, but I'm okay with being there because I was there before. So yeah. I'm not afraid of it, but I just don't want to. 
Yep. So I, and, and my thing was, I want to take care of my mom and I want to be kind of that person. Like if my brothers and sisters call me and they need something, which, you know, they're doing well, but if they need something, I could be there. I don't have yes. to say, I don't got it right now. I'm sorry. You know, that, that yeah. kind of sucks. Right. So I, I've always said, I want to be that person to help when I can. And, and right. also to, I don't want to be there personally anymore. So I did whatever right. I took, whatever. And to keep my mind occupied from what, you know, whatever happened back then. Yes. Um, so I, I can guarantee you a lot of people that, um, that are probably successful right now, probably like maybe 70%, I'm throwing a fake stat out there. Cause I don't know, but maybe I would say 70% would probably came from like some type of struggle. So I, I don't, I want to kind of like yep. let people know, like if you are in that, you can get out of it. It's not, it's not, and you're always going to, it's like the stock market, right? Struggle, no struggle, struggle, no struggle. Stru it's like, boop, 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 boop. <laughs> yeah. And so you're always going to go through it. And so you just got to, how are you going to be prepared not to make it as bad as it was before? Right. No and doubt. that's kind of where I, as long as I'm a little bit better, I'm, I'm good with it. And that's kind of my goal. I'm always chasing a little bit better, a little bit better, a little bit better, just a little bit better. And I'm, I'm not, you know, you'll see some people selling thousands in one year. I'm not that person. I could be, but I'm not. I like my balance. <laughs> I like yes. my work-life balance, but I am like the little rabbit or what is it? The little rabbit and the, the turtle, is it? Uh, yeah, yeah, the rabbit and the the turtle and the hare, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like a turtle, like do, 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 do. I'm gonna get there, but I am gonna execute it. I am gonna do it when I say I'm gonna do it. So, well, yeah. Uh, from me, from my point of view, you you strike me as like um like someone that's just like a fighter, right? Like you have like uh when I when I when I've gotten to know you, you just seem like no matter what, your back's in the against the wall. No matter what's going on in your life no matter who you got to help out or what you got to do, like you just seem like a fighter, uh -huh. um, which is really cool and a huge compliment, by the way. Thank you. Um, where'd that come from? And has that always been there? Um, well, I've always been like kind of like a tomboy when I was younger. Um, I was in baseball. I was the first girl to be, I think I mentioned this in your, one of your, uh, uh, the, what do we do together? It was the public speaking, public speaking event that we went to, yes. by the way, very, very good. Awesome. Um, um, I was always a competitor. I was the first girl to be in the in the all stars for the Corpus Christi team back in I don't know when. The only girl to be in that baseball um, that that baseball team. I mean, there was no girls in that that little uh, series or or in the league for that matter. So I was the first girl to do that. I was one of the first girls to be in boxing in in Corpus. I didn't get to fight anybody because there was no other girls in it. Um, but it's funny cause I'm not, I just, I was always a competitor, but not the competitor willing to win at the sake of relationships, if that makes sense. Like yeah. I'm not, I don't want to step all over people, but I'll fight enough if I think it's in good, like if it, if, if it fits me as a person, right? Like, I love that. Yeah. And I love, you know, don't get me wrong. I will, I'll compete and I will do, but I'm. My thing, if anybody that knows me will say Victoria doesn't look at what other people are doing, like I'll look to see how I can get better, sure. but I'm not going to sit there and dwell like, oh, this person has a thousand Medicare clients or this per like, oh my God, I'm going <laughs> to beat them because they have a thousand. Yeah. If I set a goal, I'm more in competition with myself because if I set a goal, I'm, I'm always competing with myself. 
And I'm going to, I'm just going to look around to get tips, but I'm not going to dwell on what other people are doing either. Um, so I think the fighter mentality, I think you're right. I'm not, you know how they say fight or flight. Yeah. I'm not the one that flights. I am the one that fights. Mm. Um, and so I just, I don't know. I've always been like that, always been competitive, but always with myself. And I think it just comes with, comes from maybe something when you're younger, you know, just the way you kind of grew up and just always fighting, you know, whether it's the kitchen table, because we only had so many chairs at the kitchen table, you know, or like fighting for the restroom to hurry up, let's go, things like that. But Mm. it's just always been in me. I I don't know. I, I, I would like to sit down with maybe like a a business coach or something to kind of unpack that one day. Um, but it's just always been there. It's very interesting. I didn't and think kinda, about that. <clears throat> yeah. 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 Cause, and you're always fighting for, um, attention when there's, yep. you know, when there's eight of you, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good. That, make, that makes it a lot of sense. I never thought of it like that, but that's really strong. Uh, that's why I talk so loud, Cody. I mean, cause yeah. I'm always, mom, <laughs> dad, <laughs> I'm like a little, I'm a whisper in a big, uh, pool of yells, you know? Yeah, 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 no doubt. Uh, and you really carried that. How did you carry that culture of family into managing a team today? Um, I do carry, you know, I, I get a lot of that from um, because we're still very close bonded today and we do fight to maintain that. Um, we're very fortunate. We have all of our family members still. Well, all of our our, our immediate family members, I should say. Um, we're all we all support each other. We don't bring each other down. And so, like, I just think. And and one thing that people always have told us that, man, I really wish we had what you guys have. And mm. and it was always interesting to me because I never got it. Like, what? You don't have this, too? You know? Yeah. So now w- when I come into my work family, you're with them eight hours of the day, most of the time, maybe 10 hours. Right. So you're usually with your work family more than you are with your at home family. True. So, like, why wouldn't you want that around your work environment? You know, yeah. why, why wouldn't you want to build that? And I'm just, I build people up. Like my goal is to, to anybody that I meet is at some point, I want to try to provide some type of value, whether it's a laugh, whether it's a cry, whether it's a, yeah. uh, you need an ear to listen, whether it's financial, whatever that might be. I've just, um, so I try to teach the people here to be like that and they don't have to be like that. But if you try to bring down my family, <laughs> you're out. Like that's how, like, that's how like protective I am of my work unit. And they'll tell you, and, and I have, I've been blessed to have, you know, people that I work with around me that are, are believing the same thing too. And when I see people that have never been in the industry that just started with me here and they're like getting promoted and trying to implement the things that I believe in, it's awesome. It's just kind of like, wow. It's like kind of surreal, like, whoa, is this really happening? <laughs> this yes. is weird. This is crazy. Yes. The, uh, the, yeah. There was a few things you mentioned about culture, um, mm-hmm. morale, team, um, that I would love for you to share because they were just really good thoughts and 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 make sense why you're such a good leader. Mm-hmm. So one thing that we do when we have um specifically with my my internal staff, because we have our internal staff and then we have our our team. Of course, we always have our Monday morning teams uh, with all our teams every morning, like goal setting accountability, that's number one. Um, But one thing that we do here internally is I, um, at least once a week, I have them write down five goals Mm. and, and I tell them, you're going to say these out loud, but I don't want you writing something I want to hear. 
because I, I, I'm a really, I have a good BS meter, really good. And so don't do that. I really want to learn what your goals are, you know? So it kind of brings that accountability because you're writing it down and then you have to say it out loud and then we have to unpack it. Okay. Well, you want to make a hundred thousand. How are you going to get there? Or you want to have this marketing role. What are you going to do to get there? How can I help you get there? And so we get into this kind of like routine of writing the goal down, but saying it out loud so people could hold you accountable. Mm. And it's a really cool thing because in our, in our office, we only have about four employees here right now, but they, they all hold each other accountable. Like I hear them, I'm in my office and I'm laughing because I'm like, you know, how many calls, how many dollars have you made? How many call, how many appointments do you have? When are you going to go to lunch? When, you know, and so I'm like, man, my job's easy. I could just kick back now. I don't have to do anything. That's cool. But I think it's just getting them in the, um, in the routine of kind of holding each other accountable. And I yes. think that's one of the biggest things, you know, is holding each other accountable. It's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's huge. Um, yeah. So that I would say, I mean, that's, that's one of the big things that we, we do. And then um, I'm big on listening to, I don't know if you know, I'm sure, you know, Andy Frisella, I listened to the MSCEO project. I mean, I'm always on podcasts. Yes. And I try to take things that they do. So I'm like, guys, if you see a piece of napkin, pick it up. Like if you see the 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 chair dusty, dust it. Yeah. Like, yeah, we have cleaning people that come. But the way you treat your home here is the way you're going to treat your home when you decide you want to get married one day mm. or when you when you want to build a company of your own. So if you build these habits yes. at a young age, I was never taught that stuff when I was working in a call center. You know, nobody ever taught me how to build these um, lifelong characteristics and, and traits that you can use that'll be- better you in your in the future. You know, so I'm just always like the little things, you know, and then, yeah. OK, Victoria, we want to be on time. We want to come to work. Like I had to tell my sales manager, hey, you need to take vacation. She's like, but I don't want to. I was like, well, you have to. You have to. She's like, ah, but I like coming to work. I said, but you have to. Like, you need to take some vacation. So do me a favor. Take at least one or day here and there, you know? And it's the same thing with the other as the cool. other people. So we just try to, it's the small things, you know? And yes. that might be different for everybody. So now everybody's going to want a sales manager like yours after hearing that. <laughs> right. Oh, by the way. That's so awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, has, how, has, how has Power Players been? Uh, since since you joined and been a part of that, you know I I like it because it um well one it challenges me right like something like this it's yeah. it's kind of you know that you built the anticipation it's kind of your nerves get to you right um so you one it challenges you to be better mm-hmm. two you're surrounding yourself by people that have already done big things so you might take one thing and implement it. Like, I think I took something from, I think it was John Wetmore that said something about when he's recruiting. I said, okay, I'm going to take that and implement that in my business. Cause that'll yeah. save me a lot more time and money if I did it that way. Or, or maybe I might take something from Emily or Rebecca and say, okay, I'm going to do these and put it in mine and make it my own. So you're kind of right. getting like the shortcut. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's good. But if anything, what I've learned uh, is you have to pay to play. You know, you have to pay to play and it's going to make you better. Um, and it doesn't have to be a whole bunch in the beginning. Sure. You know, you could just little little by little, whatever is good for you. But do stuff that's going to make you better. Invest in things that's going to make you better. Yes. Um, and then you can take little things and implement them in your everyday life or your business. So yes. it's been great. 
Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you being a part of it. Um, if someone is enjoyed today and they want to reach out, they want to learn from you, they want to follow you, uh, where would you like to send them and what can mm -hmm. we share? I'm on all the social media platforms, YouTube, go subscribe the Medicare space. Everything's a Medicare space, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Um, you can find me Victoria Cabrera if you want to be my friend on Facebook, but, um, the Medicare space is where you can find us everywhere. Pretty easy. It. <laughs> yes, very easy. Well, you've yeah. done an unbelievable job. Thank you for all your time. And thank you for dropping some extreme value today on Power Players. Thank you so much. Okay. Have a good day, guys. Thank you, Victoria. Appreciate you guys listening. We'll see you on the next one every Tuesday, 8 a.m. Central Center Time. Thanks for listening to Power Players.